Hello and welcome to a bonus edition of the SME Growth Podcast on the advent of the quarterly publication of the Roger Martin Fag Economic Report and Forecast, which regular listeners and followers of Wellmeadow will know we often republish on his behalf, put it on our website and include some commentary to make it easier for you to digest his latest musings. Uh, from time to time we have him visit us here in Shrewsbury as well and give a talk and I know that he's very active on the speaker circuit and a number of you downloading his reports see him in various locations around the world. We also have quite a following from the uh, property community and I know that several of you will be eagerly downloading his report to see what he thinks of the latest position. So let me give you a bit of a summary of uh, what he thinks uh, of the current state of uh, the nations, the the various global main economies. Uh, he starts traditionally with an economics lesson, and, uh, and this time he's talking about the difference between fiscal and monetary policy. He goes into the concept of both and their impact on the economy. He explains that monetary policy is about the manipulation of interest rates, obviously delegated mostly to central banks around the world, and how these influence the behaviour of commercial banks uh, and customers. And that by raising interest rates, the demand for loans are reduced, and that in turn affects the growth of money supply, which has an impact on property, uh, real estate, which can then really have some uh, dent on household confidence and discretionary income as a result. So that's fiscal policy, uh, sorry, monetary policy. Fiscal policy is the changes in the tax regime and the difference between the tax income that the government gets and the spending that it approves. And so the aim is to redistribute income and support various different sectors, such as health and defence and education and so on. And it highlights that fiscal and monetary policies in their own parts are interconnected uh, and since the pandemic, the expansionary fiscal and monetary policies we've seen, uh, we've seen how they were implemented to address the economic challenges at the time. So that's the economic lesson. Now he brings that to the current situation. And what he describes is that the G7 governments as a whole are expecting central banks to bring down inflation but their fiscal policies are still expansionary. So what does that mean? Well, fiscal policy tends to be expansionary when a government runs a budget deficit. So in the report, he gives examples of the UK and the USA, where spending is indeed higher than tax income. In the UK this year, it's £45 billion. In the USA, it's £1.5 trillion. So that leads to inflationary pressures. And he explains that it's a bit like the government having its foot on the fiscal accelerator while the central banks have got their feet on the monetary brake. So what's the solution? He says, well, if you really wanted to fix that and get growth uh, down up, up to 2% and inflation well below 5%, uh, then he's saying that income tax would need to rise by about 5p and that would trigger a recession or that we'd have to cut spending by, in the UK, about 45 billion. And as he points out, neither of those are polit- politically very acceptable. Um, he talks that also about the fact that in the UK we face a lack of productive capacity and the fact that it's barely grown since 2016, partly low confidence in business leading to low investment, but also combined with uh, a very big demographic shift to an ageing population and a low birth rate uh, 25 years ago. And that's led to uh, slower economic growth in recent years. So the report poses the question of whether the UK can achieve the growth rates it's targeting uh, higher than the current 1.1% or so, and it concludes no, it can't. It says in the short term, it's going to need to trigger a recession if it wants to do that. And that will lead to zombie businesses uh, failing, which will release more labour into the 
capacity of labour pool, which we're short of at the moment, a million or so vacancies. But that's in the short term. In the medium term, he extols all business owners to automate. And as you know from our various podcasts, we're often promoting that route, certainly through some of the techniques that we use around sales and marketing uh, to automate the, the various processes using things like the HubSpot software that we, uh, that we help companies with. Um, it goes on then to talk about productivity and AI in particular. Now, you'll also know from some of our other podcasts that we're very keen on keeping abreast of developments in AI. And perhaps not surprisingly, Roger uses ChatGPT to come up with a summary of the main uses of AI in uh, small and medium-sized businesses and concludes that it's everything from um, robotic process automation, Internet of Things, we're still seeing that come through on the edges. It's not quite been the revolution we expected yet, but it may come. Uh, Cloud computing, we see that all the time. Collaboration tools in particular, and maybe wearable technology. Uh, I'm not sure I'd put them in that order, but they're all certainly aspects of where you can imagine AI coming through. The conclusion is, though, uh, that he draws, and I would tend to agree with this, that on the whole, AI will be a force for good rather than bad, and the uh, predictions of it eliminating all of humanity are perhaps uh, on the more apocryphal end of a, a very broad spectrum of uh, opinions. There will be some short-term pain. There will be a societal shift as AI enters the workplace and changes the nature of work. But in the medium term, it will increase our productivity and solve the problem of the labour shortage that we have at the moment, holding back our growth. So that's his view on productivity and AI. Uh, he goes now on to talk about the economic outlook generally uh, in the various economies around the world. Starts with the USA, pointing out that at the moment the USA is exper experiencing inflation of around 4%, much lower than in the UK, but real incomes are growing at 4.3%. So there's real wage growth in the USA. Something he explains, which might be interesting to listeners, is that in the USA, mortgages tend to be fixed for a minimum of 10 years, and by and large are fixed for 30 years. So the property market is much less a lever on the economy in the USA, but also much less susceptible to changes in interest rates. So they have a much more stable property price market as a result. Um, he does, however, say that because they've got such a huge federal deficit in the USA, that that's probably going to help the USA itself falling into recession. In the EU, he points out that real wages have been falling and there has been a slight decline, 0.1% of economic output. So let's call that about zero in the last quarter. So he's regarding that as virtually insignificant for now. Um, but in the UK, the report noticed uh, that the housing shortage is having a major impact, as it always has done on our economy, and the implication, therefore, it has for the overall state of our of our economy as a nation. Uh, it's predicting that the UK property market will not collapse unless the base rate goes over 5% which would be interesting one to watch. And even then, he was talking about softening rather than a, a collapsing. Um, but he also mentions the, infla the uh, inflationary figures of some elements of the commodity basket, such as oil, which is down 33% year on year, and gas, 60%. Still prices have come back to pre-COVID levels and so on. Uh, and he notes as well that the presence of excess deposits in bank accounts is also going to influence the economic outlook. There's still quite a lot of the support funding that was available during COVID still in, in businesses and in personal bank accounts. 
Um, he talks about the fact, there's an interesting graph in there showing of the wealth created in a variety of different nations, how much of that wealth is retained by workers as opposed to passed on to owners. And in the UK, it's 60% to workers and 40% to owners. That varies across different countries from sort of 55 to 70%, with the 55% end being the likes of Luxembourg, Serbia and Italy, and up at nearly 70%, uh, you've got Switzerland. And he characterises that as being sort of epitome really of the Labour Conservative Party philosophies uh, in the UK politics and that Labour would like to increase that percentage so that the Labour element of the of the population got more of a share and he characterises the Conservative position as increasing the share that uh, the owners of assets, uh, businesses and property, the, the amount that they get. So back on that uh, property market part that he mentioned earlier, I said in the intro that we know a lot of people download Roger's reports from the property and real estate sectors. So I suspect you'll be looking at his report in detail rather than needing my summary. But he does give a very good historical analysis, especially regarding the UK, and concludes, as I said before, that it's probably not going to crash, but it may soften slightly. Uh, He talks a bit about the wage price spiral and the impact it has on the service sector. It goes into the concept of what a wage price spiral is and how rising wages lead to higher prices, which then further fuel wage demands and so on. And he points out that to break that spiral, you really need either the widespread implementation of AI, which is why he went into some depth on that earlier on, noting, however, that it takes time for that to really take effect and we need higher investment and visionary leadership to make that happen. Uh, and whilst that's happening, that's the medium-term thing, the, the shorter-term solution to breaking a wage price spiral, if it sets in, is a recession. And his solution for that, palat- unpalatable to many, would be to aim the constraint of spending power on those earning more than 50000 a year and to do that by reducing the uh, personal income tax allowances above 50k of earnings to zero. Okay, so controversial view there, but you can see where his logic fits that. Uh, he talks about foreign exchange, and he notes that the recent dollar rate to the uh, pound, the cable rate, didn't change too much when interest rates went up by 50 basis points. He And that he said that's because they'd already priced in the change. So following that same logic, if the exchange rate now goes up to about 133, 135 sort of territory, then that indicates that the markets are pricing in a further interest rate hike, potentially above 5%. So at least you can uh, maybe keep an eye on that and see if that see if that comes through Uh, and lastly interestingly he talks about his views of the bank of england and that they've been announcing recently some views of their own models not being quite up to scratch not doing it and they're having to revise them and he said that if he had his choice he would replace six of the eight uh, monetary policy committee members those that decide interest rates uh, with sme owners one from a variety of different industries and make sure that no more than two were from the southeast so for those sme business owners watching uh, maybe you want to put your application into the mpc and quote roger's view on the diversity required to get good decision making so that's it that's the summary of roger's june 2023 update i hope you found that interesting and easier to digest uh, than the full report but it's available on our website please go and download it if you want to look at some of the charts and see some of the extra detail in his commentary 
as ever i want to thank you again for following the sme growth podcast and please whether you listen to your podcasts on spotify apple amazon or any one of a number of other channels please follow the channel and tell others that you know in business that we're here that we're putting out uh, regular content once a week on a variety of different subjects for sme business owners that we hope you might find useful and get them to listen in and follow us as well good luck with your business